Good morning, everybody. We are live. I'm alive. You're alive. Jesus is alive. Remember this song? Well, I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. Well, I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. Good to have you guys. Just want to sing with me. Well, I've got love like a river. I've got Love like a river, I've got love like a river in my soul. Yeah, I've got love like a river, I've got love like a river, I've got love like a river in my soul. One more time, I got joy. Well, I've got joy like a river, I've got joy like a river, I've got joy like a river in my soul i've got peace like a river i've got love like a river i've got peace like a river in my soul all right i got joy like a river peace like a river and love like a river what's a river river is huge it's running it's powerful and that's what we have this morning and that's my prayer this morning by the time we leave here, that you and I, we all, God's people, will have love like a roaring, gushing river. I'm talking powerful. We'll have peace and we will have joy. Now, the question is, will we have my wife, Shanita, on this morning? Shanita, are you there with me? Let's go and find out if she's there this morning. Oh, there she is with the camera off, I do believe. Uh, but let's, uh, let's try bringing her on and see what happens here. Um, let's see. Well, and stay. there we go. There you are. How are you this morning? Fantastic. Full of Holy Spirit's love, joy, peace. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you have love like a river in your soul this morning? Well, because it keeps coming in, like the Holy Spirit sheds his love in our hearts, according to Romans 5. And if I keep giving it out, then it's moving and it doesn't become stagnant. That's right. Love is only good when we're showing it, when it's moving, when it's going. That's a good, I love that. That's, that's so good. Um, it, it, because when love keeps moving and, 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 and love is in motion, okay, mm -hmm. then we have peace. It's supernatural peace. It's uh, peace that passeth all understanding. And then we have this, uh, the world doesn't understand. We have this joy that, that uh, the world doesn't really get. You know, they look at a lot of Christians and, you know, because we, Shanita, as Christians, we put God above money. We put God above man. We serve God, not man. Uh, scripture says this, that you can only serve one or the other. You can serve uh, God or you can serve man. That because we put God first, even though we don't have many possessions, we don't have a lot of money, you know, maybe a lot of fame, a lot of whatever the world thinks valuable. We don't have that, but yet we're so joyful. And the world goes, why are you so happy? You know, you're driving a 30-year-old car and, you know, you're living almost, you know, on the streets and you don't have any. Uh, let me tell you, friend, joy beyond understanding, peace beyond uh, believability. That's right. We have something that nobody else in the world can have, and that is Christ's forgiveness. And that's what gives us joy. And that's the one thing that often the enemy tries to steal. He'll try to plague us with guilt or remorse or regret or remind us that we're not good enough or we're not as qualified as anybody else to serve because of the past. And that's all a lie from the enemy. So Amen. Do anytime he puts those thoughts in our head. It sure is. It sure is. Um, I hope you guys are watching from David Hebner TV. I hope it's free. So I hope you're watching from there. Also, we have chat on David Hebner TV, too. Um, and she needed to guess what this morning God laid on the heart. And we did this last week. We're opening the ministry up 
to people that want to um, publicly um, say I'm part of the ministry and we have this little form you can fill out. It doesn't cost anything. Just put in your contact information, your email, so we know who you are. And what does this do? This is growing the family uh, of God. You know, in these last days, I believe this is how God is moving through the through an online ministry. Let me tell you something. Online does it is not a stepchild. Online, <laughs> I believe Shanita, if if Jesus will walk in the face of the earth, I've had people say Jesus wouldn't do this. Let me tell you something. You know, because people say, well, Jesus walked and he picked out a person, then he picked out this person. Yes, he did. But remember, they didn't have uh, the power of the internet then. They didn't have social media then. I guarantee you that if Jesus would have had it then, if that would have been the way of life, he would have used that. What do you think, Shanita? Well, he went where the people were, and today people are on the internet. That That's right. And we're hitting people all over the world. We've got people joining us from India, Afghanistan, mm -hmm. uh, Canada, Australia. I mean, folks, this God is performing a miracle. You're seeing it this morning and we're so happy to have you guys. Shanita, what's the membership form they can go to? Is there a link or something? DavidHebner.tv slash member. Okay, DavidHebner.tv forward slash member. Go there and sign up. What it's doing, it's telling us that you're part of the family. We want to know who you are. We want to pray for you. We'd like for you to pray for us. So it's, it's a membership. There's nothing biblical about it. There's nothing in the Bible that says you have to be a member of anything. You know, I come against denominations and stuff like that. This isn't about that. This is if God puts on your heart to be a part of the family publicly saying, I'm willing. And on the form, it, there's something you have to click, agree to. And it's basically saying you're, you're agreeing to, to tell the truth about God and speak truth no matter the cost. And you are someone's uh, last evangelist. Everyone is. Uh, we make, make disciples that make disciples. All right, Shanita, uh, God bless you. We're going to bring you back a little bit later on to do some prayer requests and praise reports. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I love you guys. I appreciate you all very much. Um, also, please, again, if you're listening, I hope you're listening from David Heavener TV. Why? Because this is our platform um, and we want to build it. We never know when we're going to be around on other platforms. We don't know. But we know with davidhevener.tv, you're always going to be part of the family. So please go there. And if you're not part of if you haven't signed up, it's very inexpensive. Just go and sign up now. Uh, you've got shows on there you won't see anyplace else. Uh, Last Evangelist is there, and we now are live television. Okay, so please do that. All right, what are we talking about this morning? I'm talking about do you know who you really are? I want you to think about this. I want, I, I want this to soak in. What people see on the outside of you and of me, is that who we really are on the inside? You know, some years back, I was visiting a friend of mine in, uh, uh, out west, and her name was Judy, and uh, an older gal. And, uh, she, I mean, she was really struggling. She was a mess. She had a lot of depression going on. She hadn't eaten in quite some time. And I, I was staying there with her for, for just for a couple of days, passing through town. You know, she didn't even, sometimes it was morning, she didn't even get out of her pajamas, just walked around uh, her apartment. And she, she's in really bad shape. But then Sunday morning, she said, well, will you go to church with me, David? And, and you know, Normally, I don't go to, because she went to this big church, you know, Six Flags Over Jesus Church. But sometimes when I'm with a friend, I'll say, okay, I'll go, you know. Um, so all of a sudden, she disappeared for a couple of hours. And I, I had no idea where she was. You know, church was going to start like in a half hour, and I couldn't find her. Where's Judy? And then all of a sudden, I found out she was in the bathroom. She comes walking out of the bathroom, hair all done up, makeup on. Uh, smelling good, I mean, uh, really nice clothes. And I go, what in the world is this? I said, you just went in and transformed yourself. I said, what are you doing? And she said, David, I have friends at church. And it's a big church. And I dress up this way because 
I don't want people to really know how I feel. I've been doing this for years. Every Sunday morning, from 11 a.m. to 12 noon, I, I put this on and I go to church and I don't want them to know how I feel inside. And then on the way to church, something happened. We were in the car and as we were driving, she started crying. She said, David, when I was a little girl, now this was an older gal, she's almost 70. She said, when I was a little girl, she said, I was abused. I was abused by my uncle. Sexually abused. She goes, David, I, I've been living with this for so many years. And I don't know what to do. And then the tears started pouring. She said, I, I know I've accepted Christ some time ago, but I, I know I'm saved, but I've done some terrible things. Sexually and I, in the dark and I, I, I feel guilty and I have shame and I just, I just don't like myself. Now I'm on medication, I'm on antidepressants. And years of tears started pouring from Judy's eyes down her face. She said, am I even saved? I said, yes, Judy, you're saved. But you've not been saved from yourself. Let me say that again. Judy was saved from hell, but she was not saved from herself. I think many of us are like Judy to a certain extent, if we're honest. But can we please be honest this morning? Can we just be 100% honest with each other? We're family. Nobody's going to judge you. Because we loved you, and we know that you love us. But no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, God loves you and we love you. And it's time for all of us to lay it all out this morning. We've been carrying a heavy suitcase most of our lives. I know I had for many years, and if I'm not careful, I still do. I have to still check my suitcase. But this suitcase is full of lies. It's full of pain. It's full of our past. It's full of not being good enough. Full of unforgiveness. But now this morning, I want to go deep, and I want to find out who we are in God, what it is God originally created. And I don't want to go back to that. And we will go back to that this morning. Father, I'm asking that your will be done your way, that it's your words, that we will leave here on a higher level in which we came in. I pray a blessing and a comfort on all of your children here this morning and power of protection. See, from the day you were born, the day you entered this existence, you entered a battleground. Oh, you may have been born in a hospital and placed into your mother's arms and, you know, had cute little things on your head and cute little, you know, things rattling. But you were a target of the devil. He wanted to take you out. From the minute you were born, you had angels placed around you. God placed those angels specifically for you. You have them now. They are around you. But at the same time, the devil placed minions around you. He placed his ugly little demons around you. Why? Because he wanted to take you out. Because he knew how valuable you were to God and to the kingdom of God. And we have scars from our childhood. There's a saying says, give me a boy till the age of seven and I'll show you the man. Give me a girl to the age of seven and I'll show you the woman. You see, from the first 
day we're born, even before we were born, even in the womb, till seven years old, give or take, what we experience during that time, we carry with us through a lifetime unless we understand what it means to really have the mind of Christ and to really be supernatural change. And that's what we're talking about this morning. And that's what's going to happen. The way you think, the way you feel, the way you speak, the way you act, it may have little representation of who you really are inside. But let me tell you something. You are God's jewel. You are the apple of God's eye. He loves you. You are his precious gem. He died for you. He loves you and I in spite of our shortcomings. So you don't need to put on a Judy. You don't need to put on a face, make up nice clothes, and pretend you can be exactly who you are in God. Because until we come to terms with God and we bring our dirty laundry, our suitcase to God to say, here it is, we will always be a split personality. We will never have spiritual integrity. But doesn't mean we have to live with these scars and we're not going to live with them from here on out. Many of us have what I call PTSD, post-traumatic satanic disorder. Let me say that again. Many of us Christians, you and I, we have scars, we have battle scars. Are we saved? Yes, we're saved from hell. But are we saved from ourselves? Many of us not. Matter of fact, none of us are because it's a constant everyday cleansing of repenting. PTSD, post-traumatic satanic disorder. And this morning, we're going to expose it. This morning, we're going to obliterate it. This morning, we're going to send it back to hell where it belongs. God's people are being set free this morning. We're overcoming We've got a belief system inside of our head that says we're not good enough. I know I do. I was picked on as a bully. As these bullies in school, they picked on me. I was abused as a child. I was belittled. I was shamed. I carried that shame with me through life. Even as a Christian in my adult life, I was told as a Christian, David, because you come from the movie business, because you come from Hollywood, you cannot preach in this pulpit. You are not worthy. Shame. Shame. God loves you. God wants to wipe away, away the shame in your life. Religion shames and relationship loves. Let me say that again. Religion shames, but relationship loves. When you have a relationship with God, it's perfect love. When you have a religion, there's rules and regulations and stipulations and denominations and even non-denominational, there's denomination, denominational lines, if that makes any sense. We're broken. We realize that we're broken. We come to God. We're broken people. We understand that. But we don't stay broken. We're mended. We're healed. We're God's uh, army. We're, we're in battle. God has made you and I perfect again. Do you understand that? I want to say that. I want you to bring that in. You and I have been made perfect. You say, David, I've got sickness. I got something wrong with me. It doesn't have to be that way. It's going to end right here and now. Well, I need God to heal me. No, you don't. You don't need God to heal you. God has given you the power of healing. Do you understand? See, when Jesus left the face of the earth, that power was transferred from Jesus to us. We have that power. It's just like I prayed for my mother when she was in the hospital. I said, God, would you please heal my mother? Please, God, I beg God. God said, why are you begging me? 
Would you stop, David, with this begging stuff? I'm pretty tired of it. I'm sick of it. Half, 99% of my people are begging me. I said, God, what do you mean? He said, I gave you, David, the power to heal. It came through my son. My son died for you on the cross. And he rose from the dead. And he went the power that, that, that brought him out of that grave up to the throne by my side is the same power that lives in you. Use it. Use it. So I changed my prayer. I stopped begging God. God, would you heal? I stopped it. I said, what would Jesus do? Jesus commanded healing. So I went to my mother. I said, I command a healing in the name of Jesus. It's important in the name of Jesus. Don't try to command a healing without using the name of Jesus. Be careful with that. I command a healing in the name of Jesus. I command it. You see, disease is a demon. Disease will hear you. And disease will obey you. If you command that disease to come out and believe it, it will be gone. The woman with the 12 years issue of blood, she saw Jesus. She had no money. Doctor said, you have no hope. You're an older lady. Give up. Go home. Die. She said, I will not. Because I heard about a man from Galilee. His name is Jesus. And I heard that he heals. And I'm going to get a healing. She saw that crowd. She went through it. She touched the hem of his garment. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. She touched it. Jesus stopped. He felt the power go out of him. Now, folks, at that time, Jesus had not gone to the cross. He had not risen to the Father. So the power was still in him and being used to come out of him to heal. You have to understand. But that no longer exists because he's not walking the face of the earth as a man. The power is in you. It's in me. God's people... But she touched his garment. He turned around. Who touched me? He wanted to know who intentionally touched me. Before him, she's on her knees. It's me. It's me. He says, your faith, woman, your faith has made you whole. See, it's your faith. It's my faith in Christ. On the blood of Jesus that has made us whole. So I'm telling you right now, you don't need someone to lay hands on you. You don't need to go to some faith healer. You don't need to beg God to do anything. You yourself can lay hands on yourself and command a healing in the name of Jesus. I command that healing. And believe it. Believe that God has made you perfect again. You say, David, I've done that. I'm getting better. But I'm not out of the woods. Well, Neither was that man when Jesus said, what do you do, spit on some mud and put it on his eyes? Jesus said, what do you see? Man says, why? He was a blind man. He said, well, I see people walking around. They look like trees. You see, he hadn't been completely healed because God doesn't do things the same way all the time. God does things in order to manifest his miracles in order for him to have glory. And sometimes it takes a process for that glory to be given. You know, even when God does heal us, do we ever go back to God and say thank you and really give him the glory? I say we need to do it more. Let's go to John, John 1 John 3. It says, we will be like him. 1 John 3. We will be like him. Like who? Like Christ, like God, that's who you are like. That's what, who I'm like. You need to act like it. 2 Corinthians 12.1. Paul, who was a murderer, said, I will go on, uh, go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. Now, Paul, he killed Christians. He persecuted Christians. He hated Christians. So no matter what you've done in your life, it doesn't matter. You can't do anything worse than that, probably. But look how God used Paul. So no matter what you've done in your life, no matter where you've been, 
God's going to use you. God loves you. Got nothing to do with your past. Let's go to 2 Peter 1. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory. Ooh, wow. Let me have a sip of coffee on that one. I hope you all brought your coffee this morning. By the way, do you like my new background here? I thought it's better than an old gray wall. So anyway, sorry, that's the best you're going to get uh, on my budget. Uh, but anyway, um, that's my wailing wall back there. And I'll probably start wailing. I don't know. Do you guys cry when you talk about God? Do you cry around other people when you're talking about God? Do you cry when you read scripture? I do. I don't know why I do. I just do. Sometimes I don't want to say it's embarrassing. It's not. I'll cry. I don't care anymore. But I'll just cry. I'll cry for God. Right? I laugh for God. Look at King David. He danced naked for God. Not going to do that. Don't worry. That ain't going to happen. Um, but there's probably nothing wrong with it as long as maybe it's between you and God. Okay, let's go back to this verse again. His divine power. His power has given us everything we need. You have it. I have it. We have everything. Through what? Our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. In other words, through the knowledge of him, we have the divine power. But unless God's people know that, just like Judy's carrying around a bottle of, uh, she was carrying around a bottle of antidepressants and she was miserable and she was sick. But until she understood in the car that day, out in front of that Six Flags Over Jesus church, that she was saved from hell, but not saved from herself, that she had divine power in her, and she had every right as a child of God to understand that she could declare that healing. And she did. Verse 4, through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the, in the world caused by evil's desires. What corruption? The corruption, this corruption I'm talking about, has been infecting God's people through the identity of who they really are. See, your identity of knowing who you really are in God is corrupted. Because no one's ever told you who you really are. Some preacher says somewhere in the back row, raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Oh, you raise your hand. Okay, fine. You're, you're a member of heaven. Very good, you know. And that's it. Then you go on out the, the next day and you're facing the same demons. Oh, you've been saved. But you're still fighting the battle. That's why Christians have PTSD, post-traumatic satanic disorder. And that's why we're obliterating it today and getting rid of it. I want everybody to have joy. I want to see in chat, I have joy in my heart. Anybody have joy out there? But David, friends and family and church, you know, they, they, if they really knew who I was, I believe I know they'd reject me. Yes, they would. But get rejected by the people that you don't need to be around anyway. Go ahead and get rejected. Let them eject you from their lives. You don't need that. This morning, I want you to just look at God a little differently this morning. I know some people may, they may take offense at what I'm getting ready to say. I hope not. I hope not. Because I want you to understand what I'm getting ready to say, I'm doing with utmost respect for my God. Okay. Um, but my daddy, my earthly father, I used to call him daddy. I'd say, daddy, I love you, daddy. I, I need you. Daddy, I'm, I want to be like you. Your father in heaven is just 
like your earthly daddy, except he's your heavenly daddy. And it's okay to call him daddy. But I want you right now saying, daddy, I'm proud to be your little boy. I'm proud to be your little girl, your child. And daddy, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I have pain and I'm scared. And at times, daddy, I, I have no hope. I know I'm saved. But I haven't been saved for myself and I want to be. But I know, Daddy, that you have never abandoned me and I know that you never will. You love me forever and you always will. But Daddy, I'm, I'm carrying this heavy suitcase. And I'm tired of carrying this heavy suitcase. But I want things to change, and I want things to change right now. There's a song called, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. All of our sins, we can take it to him. And what a privilege it is to carry everything to the Lord in prayer. I want you to sing this song with me. What a friend we have in Jesus. Sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. you with some of the lyrics here. I think they're so important. We have trials and we have temptations. And there's trouble everywhere. But you see, you and I, we should never be discouraged. We need to always take it to the
and in this suitcase, Lord, I've got my addiction. I've got abuse that I've carried since a child. Lord, there's unforgiveness in this suitcase. There's pain and fear and anxiety. I feel like I'm not worthy. Lord, I want to leave this suitcase with you. I'm not going to carry it anymore. It's just way too heavy. I want you to close your eyes, everyone out there. I want you to feel God's arms around you. He's wrapping his heavenly, spiritual, supernatural arms around you. I want you to feel his love and his comfort his affection. I believe God's crying right now, tears of joy for you. He says, child, I've been waiting so long for this moment. I've been waiting for you to come to me and give me everything. Today is the first day of the best of your life. As now, child, you know who you are in me. Thank you, God. Thank you for being with us this morning. Sing it with me. Oh, the friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. Oh, the privilege to Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we do not carry everything to God in but you've carried that suitcase to daddy to your heavenly daddy and you've left that suitcase with him you're not going to carry it anymore oh there'll be times you'll wake up and the devil will say go ahead just start carrying but you're not going to because God loves you Now, warrior, it's time for you to go to the battlefield, God says. Get out there and fight for me. Fight the good fight. For your burdens are light. Your load is now. Blessed Savior, you have promised. Now all our burdens bear. May we ever, Lord, be bringing all to you with an earnest prayer. Sing it with me. Soon in glory blind but a cloud in there will be no need for prayer rapture praise and endless worship will be our sweet portion there come a time that we will no longer be carrying to Jesus our prayers and our burdens because in heaven, there'll be no tears. In heaven, there'll be no burdens. And we'll be with Jesus all day long. Oh, I've been touched this morning. And I know you have prayer requests. I love you guys. Look at you. Lori, Tammy, just beautiful David. Oh, thank you, Tammy. God bless you. 
I'm not going to apologize for crying uh, because it's tears of joy, you know. And uh, in the movies, I played heroes, you know, guys that carry a gun and they're macho and nothing bothers them. But here before you today is a child of God. I'm just me and myself, you know. Um, and I'm proud to be a sensitive uh, person. Proud to be a sensitive person. For God, a sensitive person, okay? And uh, I just love God. I know God cries for me. I know God, God cries for you. He cries joy, tears of joy. And I know he cries pain too. God is just like us. We are, because he created us in his image that he has feelings like we do. Um, and, you know, he hurts like we hurt. Uh, that's why he sent his son so that we could relate all man all god we could he could relate to us i mean god does relate to us but we could relate to him as god in the flesh so just i love you guys so much okay so i'm going to bring my wife back on here and uh, uh we're going to do some prayer requests and uh, some praise reports so don't go away um just stay with me there there you are okay good morning shanita you're talking about emotions that God has. And this morning I came across the Zechariah scripture where he says, I am extremely jealous for my people and I have fierce anger. Ooh. And we actually had an example of that this week with one of our members. She received a postcard about a bill that's going to be voted on in Ohio and it ultimately supports abortion uh -huh. postcard actually came from a church and she wasted no time in calling that church and calling him out and so i i applauded her for taking on you know a righteous indignation amen amen you know what i'm telling you right now we need to have that kind of fire in us when we see injustice especially the children you know uh bible says the true religion is taken up i'm paraphrasing for uh for women uh that have no husbands and i don't think it's just women that have husbands they have women that are alone and, and mm -hmm. orphans you know uh okay what kind of uh, prayer requests do we have uh, praise reports Okay, so um, let me just back up a minute if it's okay. And um, the scripture in Zechariah, well, okay, so prayer request. A lot of our family members deal with um, the pain of prodigals and specifically the pain of the prodigal suffering, gender confusion. And so this. Um, scripture from Zechariah 10.6, our father says to us, I will restore them because I have compassion on them. They will be as though I had not rejected them. For I'm the Lord their God, I will answer them. And I mean, I'm, I'm trying to imagine myself in that situation. I can't imagine the pain. And at the same time, Father wants us to embrace his fatherhood and treat our children like he treats us, which is to love like we've never been hurt. And um, it saddened me this week to hear about parents who are in ministry, but their daughter has chosen to reject the faith. And because of that, they severed the relationship. And, but we also have people within our ministry and they communicate daily with their lesbian daughter. And so the, the message is that they're loved without conditions and they're always welcome at home. So it just made me think about that as the holidays are coming up. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. There are a lot of people struggling with that. In these last days, there will be, uh, the Bible talks about mother against daughter, father against son. But, but it doesn't have to be that way. See, that happens when the devil comes in and has control. Jesus never said, I'm going to cause this to be. He's telling us what will happen, but it doesn't have to happen to God's children. So having said that, that we, we must understand 
there is no difference in the level of sin between a child living with somebody in a heterosexual relationship and a child being in a homosexual relationship. There's no level of sin. Or fornication or adultery. Uh, sin is, it, it just is. So when we come to someone that is in a, uh, a, a homosexual relationship, First of all, you have to understand they're waiting for it because they're used to it. You know, mm -hmm. they already feel shame. So they're right. just going to get shamed right. again. The last thing you want to do is ever shame them. You want to love them. You stand firm. You don't move, but you want to love them. Okay. You want to love them and, and let them know that you are there for them no matter what. Honey, I'm always here for you. I may not agree with it, but you know what? I love you. Why? Because God loves me. And let me tell you something, honey, I have fallen a million times mm -hmm. and God picks me back up and I cry out to God and I just ask God to forgive me. And he always forgives me, you know, so God's there for me, loving me. I want to do that for you. I want to love you like God loves me. You see what I'm saying? If we take ourselves and we put ourselves into a place of imperfection as we walk, uh, then we're not coming on to people like we're holier than thou, walking on water, judging them, persecuting them. You know, they already, most people already have enough guilt. They have enough shame. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're shaming themselves. Uh, we don't need to do that. So you just love them. Don't move the compass of uh, compromise. Never, never, mm -hmm. never. Uh, but you love them. So anyway, that's what I had to say about that. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like that ties back with what you said about how religion shames. And so if I am feeling the shame of religion, then I will be projecting that to my children or people around me. That's right. Re religion uh, shames, but relationship loves. We must remember that, okay? And, and uh, so there are people right now struggling with who they are, their identity in Christ. And that isn't just about someone saying, I'm a girl, but I want to be a boy. That's not, you know, that's struggling with gender identity. Okay. That's, that's one kind of struggle. But Shanita, what we've been talking about is struggling this morning with spiritual identity. There's Christians all over the world that are suffering from P. Uh, PTSD, post-traumatic satanic disorder. Mm -hmm. And I believe this morning, the bond of, of that Satanism, that disorder has been busted because it's, it's been exposed. Okay. Exactly. So anyway, well, give us some uh, prayer requests. Yeah, and prayer I have a Lord. praise report. And Rhonda, thank you so much for sending this in. This is something that we have been praying for for years, as long as Ron has been a member of our family. And uh, so I will share that tomorrow night, but that's just a teaser. Join us at 7 Eastern Monday. That's All right. So tomorrow night. Okay, great. Yeah. And uh, so we're praying. And oh, I'm praising God. We have some new prayer warriors, and I'm just praising God for each of our volunteers. Thank you so much for the ways you serve. You are very much appreciated. And uh, we're praying for Mira, for. Uh, Myra and for AJ, for Wendy's cousin in Alberta, for Domina, for Tim, for this fear experience happening in Las Vegas, for Jen, for Bri, for Moni, and all the others that are coming in online. We will be covering you in prayer tomorrow night. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you, Shanita. Appreciate it. And um, again, we've got people uh, this morning that are signing up to be part of the family, part of the congregation. We've officially opened it up. And people can go to, where can they go to sign that form? Babyhemmer.tv slash member. That's free membership. Yeah. You're, you're worshiping with uh, us. Absolutely. Davidhebner.tv forward slash member. Go sign up. Just let us know you're part of the family. It encourages us and we know who you are. And we want to pray for you and we want you to pray for us. We need each other, folks. And God told me, says, David, I'm getting serious in these last days. We're going to build. We're going to build our team. We're going to build our our um, uh, our, our our warriors. 
okay? And we are warriors. So, Chinita, God bless you. Appreciate you. Yeah, we have a few minutes left. I'd love to hear you tell that story again when the dad came to you and said that his son was dealing with gender confusion and, um, or his son was showing respect for others, but not for him and how you work through that. Yeah, yeah. I will, I will. God bless you, I appreciate it. Um, love you, okay. Um, and yeah, that is an amazing story, and I do want to share it. If I have time, I will share it tonight, uh, this morning. But there's a few more things I want to share with you. Um, you say, I, Pastor, you know, what do I do now? Okay. I've heard what you say, and I've been listening to God, and I'm ready to move forward. I'm glad you asked that. I'm, I'm so glad you asked that. Because here's what I want to give you. And it's the most important thing that you can ever, ever understand. Right? You are not who you really think you are. You are a precious pearl to God. Now, I know you love God. I know you honor God. Okay, I know that. But if you love God and honor God, you have to understand that God loves you and he honors you, that he has the best for you. He has the best for me. So I want you to wake up, first of all, tonight, go to bed this evening before you drift off to sleep. And I want you to go to God and say, God, I'm your precious pearl. You're my daddy. I'm in your arms. You love me. I love you. You've got me. And here's my suitcase. Then you wake up in the morning. First, time, first thing you do, don't reach for your phone. Don't do anything. Just go to God. Say, Daddy, I'm here with you this morning. It's a new day. And you have something wonderful for me. You created me. Today's a game changer. I feel your arms around me. I know you love me. And Lord, I don't want that suitcase, by the way. I'm leaving that here. I'm leaving it here. If you'll do that every morning and every evening, just try it for a week. Let me know how you do next week when we get together. I'm promising you, I'm promising you, your life will change. I'm not suggesting it. I'm not mentioning it. I'm guaranteeing it. I will put my life on the line. Say, David, that's, that's shocking. How can you do that? Because God put his life on the line. He put his son's life on the line for you and I. And that's what he died for. That's what he stood for. That's who he was. That's why I can put my life on the line with that. But you see, this morning, I'm asking you if you'll just please be part of the ministry. If you'll, if you'll pray for us. And like I said, you can go sign that form. That'd be awesome if you could do that. You see, we don't have an expensive building. We don't have some big stage. We don't have a band with smoke and mirrors and lights singing the latest Christian hit songs. We just have me, little old me, with a guitar singing the hymns that were written hundreds of years ago that I believe that are still anointed by God. And I will continue to sing those hymns as long as the Lord will let me. I'll continue to be here with you. And I'll continue to praise God in truth and in spirit with you. And I want to thank you and I want to thank God for letting me be with you every week. I consider it an honor. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. I'm praying for each and every person that Shanita spoke this morning and every name that was not able to get on the prayer list, everyone listening this morning. Lord, there's someone out there that's crying right now. They got tears coming down their face. And they're coming to you for the first time. And if that's you, I want you to repeat after me, Lord, I'm a sinner. 
I'm so sorry. And I'm coming to you now, Father. And I believe the only way I can come to you is through your son, Jesus Christ. And I'm believing on him. Welcome to eternity, friend. Your life has changed forever. But then there may be others out there saying, David, I've slipped and I've fallen. God loves you, prodigal son, prodigal daughter. Been there, done that. You say, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. Right now, where you are, you have an altar. I know a lot of churches don't have altars, but you have one right where you are. This ministry will always have an altar for you. You say, Lord, I... I've done it again. Will you forgive me? God says, yes, I'll forgive you. And I'll forgive you and I'll forgive you if you'll just, if you'll just come back to me. God's forgiving people all over the world right now. Listen to me. There's souls all over the world repenting. Some of you haven't repented in days, weeks, years, but you're repenting now. God is so happy. And He's forgiving. There's a woman out there listening to me right now. And you're hurting, ma'am. You're hurting. You've been hurting for a long time. Because you haven't forgiven yourself. When you were young, you had an abortion. And you've not forgiven yourself. God says, I've forgiven you. It's time for you to forgive you. Lord, I'm praying for this sister right now who's been going through this. I'm asking that you give her supernatural comfort and supernatural understanding of real forgiveness. And let her know, Lord, that one day when she gets to heaven, she'll see that little child running to her and she'll hold that baby in her arms. God's dealing with you right now. You deal with God right where you are. It may take hours. It's okay. You stay right where you are. God's dealing with you. He's cleansing you. appreciate you if you would if you god lays it on your heart if you'd like to uh, donate to the ministry just go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give davidhevener.tv forward slash give um please consider being a prayer partner and a financial partner with us and if you haven't signed up to david Hevener tv um please do so it, it doesn't cost much and it goes a long way at helping us uh, stay uh, with you and to be able to do what we do. Um, 
and uh, also tell people about the show. I don't want to call it a show, but, but about the sermon that we have every um, Monday, uh, Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Tell them, invite them, like you would to church. This is church, right? Um, and it's it's okay. It's all right. Well, it's online. What do you mean it's online? Well, it's online, meaning that you live 200 miles away, and I can't invite you to a church locally, but I can this way, all right? So invite them. There's so many people out there that haven't really heard the Word of God, and they need to hear it. Okay, don't forget about the books, uh, True Power, uh, Your True Power in These Last Days and the Story of My Life in Hollywood and Times Investigation. And then, of course, these two DVDs I talk to you about every week. Uh, it's important uh, to get these out, Last Evangelist DVD on the first episode. And then this and Times Investigation DVD with eight hours of uh, everything you need to know about what's happening in these end times. All right, I love you guys. appreciate you. Don't forget to sign our form, be a, a family member. Go to davidhevener.tv forward slash member. Uh, love you all. Appreciate you so much. God bless you. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, davidhevener.tv. And we are live now. Okay. God bless you.